Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Piedmont Kingdom Men podcast. We hope you're having a great week. Uh, I'm here today with Jeff Wright, one of our elders at Piedmont Church. And if you remember him from the first gathering, he spoke to us. Uh, Jeff, what was your talk about? It was about basically what is a kingdom man and uh, how do we pursue uh, living life as a kingdom man? There you go. So a little recap for you. If you missed the first gathering, Jeff talked about what a kingdom man is. And today Jeff is with us and we're going to talk about the movie Kingdom Man Rising. We took a few guys to the AMC theaters near Piedmont Church a couple weeks ago to watch the movie. It's a movie based on a book by Tony Evans and Tony Evans is in the movie and his sons and some other people that we'll talk about in just a little bit. Uh, but he had, it was, it was a great movie. I thought, Jeff, what'd you think of it? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was um, very motivating. It, it fired me up and it, it really made, made me want to man up um, in terms of um, living my life for God and for God's kingdom. So um, it was entertaining. It was enlightening. It was inspiring. And, and I thought it was really motivating as well. Yeah, it was a great, great movie. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. Definitely. Uh, no, no matter of how big and tough a man you are, it will make you cry. Uh, but it's also going to be very encouraging, very challenging. And, uh, I think we all left all of us that were there that were able to see it, uh, left with some things that we're like, man, I need to go work on that. I need to do better in this area. I need to make sure that my walk with, with Jesus is, is right here. So, we're just going to talk through the movie, uh, talk through what we saw, what we heard, what we felt. Hopefully this will be a good reminder for people that have, that went with us and saw the movie. If you weren't able to see the movie, we had a few guys that, uh, the movie was sold out. They couldn't get in, which was a great problem, uh, to have for a movie like this. Not great for our people, but great that, you know, Tony Evans can say like, yeah, I had people, couldn't get in to see my movie. It was amazing. Uh, so hopefully we'll give some of those people a look into what we, what was part of the movie. Um, but Jeff, why don't you go ahead and, and kind of lay the foundation for the movie, what it was about the, the common thread that was kind of running through the whole thing. Yeah. And, and it was an awesome movie. And if you haven't read the book, um, kingdom man by Tony Evans, check it out as well. Um, obviously thematically that's the inspiration to the name of what we're doing with our movement here at Piedmont, but I hope that you get the chance to check out the movie or read the book. Um, cause there's a lot here and what we talk about as far as being kingdom men, we want to step up. We want to shoulder the, the responsibility and the mission that God has granted onto us. Um, and this movie summarizes and, and not more than it summarizes, it explores um, many of those themes deeply. And so what we'll talk about today um, are several themes um, that we saw throughout the movie that are specific, specifically applicable um, to us as men um, as we live out uh, lives as kingdom men with our families within our church and within society. Um, one of the uh, one of the the common threads throughout the movie was um, a well known sermon that 
um, Tony Evans put on and it was kind of broken up throughout the movie and he kept going back to it and it tied it all together, all the different themes. Um, and that was based on a passage in Acts, Acts chapter three, verses one through 10. Um, so I'll just go through that right now real quickly, just so that theme is there as we go back to it and talk about some of the big picture items that we saw throughout the movie. Starting in verse, uh, uh, chapter three, starting in verse one. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him, with John Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So that's a great passage. Um, it, it just, just hearing you read it again, um, just something jumped out at me, which is really, really interesting. Verse seven, it says, and he took him by the right hand, lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. The, that word, I mean, every word in the Bible is in there for a reason and his feet and ankle bones received strength. That to me is like, he felt strength from deep down inside. It wasn't just like, Oh, I'm going to lean on Peter and John and like, they're going to help me walk. But like he was able to stand on his own. And I think that's part of what Tony Evans was, was trying to get across uh, for kingdom men is that when you are a kingdom man, you know, those things require you to stand on your own, to stand up and to be, to have strength in your feet and your ankle bones and provide a solid foundation, not just for you, not just for your family, not just for your children, not just for your church, but for the body of Christ. I mean, it, it says in the Bible that, that God is looking, looking to and fro, trying to find uh, somebody who will stand up for him and, he can't find anybody. I think we'll talk about that a little bit later, a little bit more. Um, but the, but it, it just really struck me uh, with this movie. The first thing they jumped to right away um, was diversity. Uh, I, I think that's just kind of like a hot button topic right now in today's world. Um, and it was just very, very interesting to hear Tony Evans talk about growing up in a time where people, even Christians, were not accepting of, of one another. Um, they weren't accepting because of the color of their skin or maybe because of other things. Um, but he said this is something that his, his father told him was, even though it was unjust and even evil, never lose sight that God is in control. Uh, his, his father reminded him that he was a son of a king and that he was to live his life defined by what God said about him and not what other people said. 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's so powerful. And even back to the passage, ultimately that's, that's what happened to this, this, this beggar is that, you know, he forgot who he was in God. And to your point with the bones, I mean, bones are the, the fundamental um, infrastructure of our bodies that, that allow us to have the strength. Um, and so the metaphor here is that he forgot who he was in God. And so for Tony Evans to point out that even during the tumultuous sixties, um, when he was facing, you know, controversy and, and unfairness and all that, you know, to be reminded from his father, from his earthly father, that he is defined um, by what his heavenly father has defined him as. And that's the son of a king. And that's, some, that's something we should all take and all remind ourselves who we are, no matter what circumstances that we face or no matter what situations we find ourselves in. So that's a very powerful um, concept that we need to remember as the fundamental part of our identity um, as kingdom men and, and importantly, sons of kings. And that leads us to our first theme of the movie, A Kingdom Man Has Discipleship. I think we have talked about this a good bit in our first Kingdom Man gathering, and we've you know tried to encourage people to join these alignment groups and things like that. Alignment groups is is primarily focused on accountability, but it also there's a little bit of discipleship in there as well. Um, and one thing that, that Tony talks about in the movie is that discipleship can be formal, but it can also be informal. Uh, he was sitting in a barbershop with two of his sons and Tim White and Kirk Franklin. Tim Brown. Um, Tim Brown. That's the guy. Uh, I think Tim White was a football player too. And it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, but they were, they were all sitting in a barbershop talking. And they were having discipleship in the barbershop uh, with the, the barber that was cutting his hair you know, for two hours straight. Yeah. And, and the point there, you know, like we said, is, is discipleship is key here as men. We need discipleship. Um, the iron sharpens iron. We need that with each other. Um, one of the cool, one of the cool aspects of the movie is the people that were there contributing, um, well-known Christian leaders and, and some not so well-known, um, but how they're woven to throughout the movie to provide different expertise and, um, insights and perspective. And so, like you said, you know, a bunch of guys sitting around a barbershop, you know, Lisa, which is a hall of fame football player and uh, a Grammy award winning gospel singer. And they're just kicking around these, these basic ideas on what, you know, what it is to be a man in our society. And so the point is that discipleship can be formal. Like we're, we're encouraging and cultivating, cultivating, at the church and with kingdom men and with the alignment groups, but I can also be informal. Uh, the key is that it needs to be intentional um, when we do it. Um, one of the one of the things that they talked about in that scenario, and this is so fundamental, they pointed out that everyone should be required to view everything in light of scripture. That's the definition of discipleship. By the way, no exceptions there. Uh, we are to view everything in light of scripture. And, and when we do that, that leads us down the road of how we apply and make decisions and live our lives. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough to do though, right? I mean, that's, you know, you have a decision that you have to make at work that you've probably been faced with a similar situation that you can recall on your past experiences and probably make a good decision, but is it the right decision to make in light of God's word? And, um, 
you know, if you're deciding, you know, where, where you want your kids to go to school or you're deciding, you know, what's the next step for you to take in, in your career or whatever it is, looking at those things in light of scripture and seeking God's face and, and finding out what his will is, um, is, is the, the crux of discipleship. Definitely. And and I think the reason why that's so difficult for us nowadays and in this society is that we're out of practice. So often we view each of these decisions in isolation. Yeah, I have my prayer life and I, you know, listen to my praise music and I go to church once a week, um, if that, but it, I view everything else in my life in isolation. Um, and really it needs to be all together and we need to practice um doing that and viewing everything in light of scripture and it's it's like it's like a muscle that you work you have to you have to do it all the time in order to get good at it and ultimately tony evans said this he said what we have missing is discipleship and we've settled for church attendance we've settled for events and not people ordering their lives comprehensively under the rule of god let that sink in for a second what we have missing is true discipleship because we've settled for church attendance events and not comprehensively ordering ourselves under the rule of God. Because if we're comprehensively ordering our entire lives under the rule of God, then each of those little decisions that we make, it's not so difficult to make it in the light of scripture, which is what we're called and required to do. Right. And a lot of people just settle for checking the box. Like, Hey, I've been to church this week or I've been to church this month or I've been to church for the past two months, one time at least. Uh, and so I think, you know, it's really easy to check a box and to wake up on a Sunday morning and say, Oh yeah, I did that. I went to church last week, so I'm, I'm good for now. But no, I mean, that's, you know, discipleship is not about that. And the, and the Bible even says, let us not forsake the assembling together of ourselves. So, you know, let's not forsake that. Let's not say like, oh yeah, I did, I did my, my thing this one week or I did my, my thing this month or whatever it is, you know, we've got to, um, we can't settle for that. We can't settle for checking a box. We've got to live under the rule of God. All the time with no exception. John Kitna, former NFL quarterback, uh, is featured in the movie and he runs a camp where he's teaching, um, young boys, young men and boys, um, football and ethics uh, along with that. And he has a phrase that he uses, all you got all the time. Um, and the way he phrased it is do everything as if under the Lord, all you got all the time, everything is up under the Lord. Um, and without exception, like we said, and it's not easy, it's not difficult. And the other thing that he said is who is sweating is an indicator of who is working. So, I mean, if you look at applying these things and doing everything as if under the Lord and, and, you know, ordering our lives comprehensively under the rule of God, it's not always easy. It's difficult. So we should recognize that difficulty because of the fact that we ultimately live in a fallen world and our fallen selfish beings. Yeah, I really enjoyed his part of the movie. Uh, he kind of went through some, some locker room talk when he was on the, the Cowboys and just talked about the locker room dynamics and things like that. And how, when he came into the locker room, he told the story of people were, were playing music on one end of the locker room and he started playing his music as he called it on the other end of the locker room. And, you know, but at the beginning of the season, nobody really 
enjoyed that too much. But by the end of the season, people were trying to figure out ways to move their locker closer to his because of the way that he was living and because of the example that he was uh, showing to people and the way that God was using him. And uh, he told a story in there also about when he was first in the league that a bunch of his teammates wanted to go out to the strip club. And he was like, yeah, I can go to the strip club. I can, you know, be Jesus to these guys in the strip club. And another Christ follower came, came up to him the next day. And he was like, what are you doing, man? And he said, you never have to cross a line in your walk. And that God is enough power in your testimony. He's like, you plus God is enough. There's nothing else that needs to be added. You plus God is going to be strong enough to be, to reach people exactly where they are. And what a cool story of, of his walk, John Kitten's walk. He's described as a fireball for Jesus Christ. And he's all fired up and telling about how he's playing his music, you know, one end of the locker room and then how he, you know, felt the need to take this step and, and all that. And it shows that there, it's a journey, right? It, the maturity is, is a walk. It's something that we grow in. It's not something that we finish growing into. It's something that we're always constantly growing into. And um, I think John Kittner showed a lot of awareness and maturity even along along that way. He, he told a story of how um, he was talking to a fellow Christian brother um, and he just kind of told him, I'm really struggling with my walk and drawn to things and I need some strength. Uh, and his friend said, man, I'm having some of those same things. And so they decided to join a covenant group to live life together intentionally in discipleship and in accountability um, and had weekly calls and, and all that. So what that was, was a conscious step of both of them to have each other's back, to be on the same team, to go through this battle together, hold each other accountable and actually live out and, and play out that discipleship intentionally. And, and that's what we're trying to accomplish and encourage with the alignment groups is so that we are aligned together as intimate groups of men in alignment with God's mission for us. Yeah. I was about to say that sounds an awful lot like an alignment group and uh, sounds like a good model to, to take. So um, yeah, those guys just, just living life together and walking through struggles with each other and encouraging one another. And um, you know, he, he even mentioned in there too, that uh, both of their wives have each other's numbers. Uh, so their wives can call and they can say like, Hey, have you noticed that, John's been acting weird or whatever is going on. You know, they, they, their wives are, are in that covenant group with them. I don't know that, you know, our, our alignment groups feel comfortable doing that, but that's, that's, that is a good step to take because then you have that accountability, not only just with the men in your alignment group, but also at home and your wife and, you know, saying like, you know, Hey, you may get called out if, if, if I'm doing something wrong. And that is, that's a deep level of accountability when they're exchanging spouse's phone numbers. Um, and that level of vulnerability um, takes courage. And I talked about this um, in my talk about courage is really just um, maturity and the difference between um, a boy and a man is that level of courage. Because um, ultimately, some of these things aren't easy and it takes strength. So the second theme that we'll talk about is that a kingdom man has to be strong. That's right. And a uh, Hall of Fame likely coach. He's not yet, but I think, you know, he'll definitely be in there. Tony Dungy, uh, he he was, was talking on there on, in the movie as well. And he said that 
you know, Jesus Christ was the toughest guy in the room. When he walked into a room, he was tough, but he came at it a totally different way. He was humble. Uh, he was, he was vulnerable. Um, but he just, he just showed toughness in a different way. He, he went against the grain when everybody else was, was, was saying, you know, Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. When he walked into the temple and people were, were exchanging money and, and doing all that kind of stuff, you know, it, it would have been super easy for him to just turn around and be like, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. I need to leave. But no, he, he took it on himself. He was overturning tables and, and driving people out and saying, Hey, you guys don't have a place here. Um, so yeah. And one of Tony's quotes was, um, this life is a spiritual battle. And I think that's obvious, uh, for all of us. I think, you know, just, we are faced every single day with, you know, what's the next step that we're going to take in this life spiritually. And are we going to live for Jesus or are we going to succumb to what the world has for us? Uh, he goes on to say, once you say I'm living for the Lord, you better be ready for a fight because Satan's on the other side, ready to take you down. And I think that's obvious. And I think that's super, super, uh, in our face every single day. And I think that's why another reason why alignment groups are so important. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you don't look around and, and see the spiritual battle that we're in, um, and I'm glad that we have Jesus as the model of the toughest guy in the room that who is going against the grain and not conforming, um, because as a kingdom man, but we have to be strong. We have to be strong. And, and to tie in the alignment groups one more time, you know, I don't want to go into this battle alone. I don't want you to go into this battle alone. Anybody listening here, we're, we're not meant to go into this battle alone. Um, so we'll talk about the third theme here is that a kingdom man needs comrades. Um, that's how we hold each other up. That's how we encourage each other through difficult situations. Um, that's how we lift each other out of um, the trials and tribulations um, that we that we face and that we go through. Um, we often like to talk about how, you know, that, that is, um, most intimate is most universal. Um, there's no struggle that we can face that someone in the room hasn't faced, um, isn't facing or isn't soon going to face. So while as men, we often feel like we're isolated and alone, it's just not the truth. That's just not the truth. And, and we have to overcome that um, together. And that's why we need comrades. And we talk about a lot too. We've, we've talked about how men typically fall into the trap of isolation and insulation. Isolation meaning I'm a man. I can handle this. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to stop and ask for directions. I know where I'm going. It, it just trying to think like, man, I, I, I have it all together. Insulation meaning uh, it's kind of along the same lines where, you know, I, I don't, I don't need anybody else's help. I think I can, I can handle this. Um, and, and more so, you know, kind of putting up barriers to kind of keep the world out, to keep our families out, to keep just everything out from us as much as possible so that we just kind of fall into ourselves and kind of like be, be in into ourselves and not really have an outward look on things. Kirk Franklin talked uh, in the movie. He said, men have to have safe places to fall. And I think that's where really where our alignment groups come in 
you know, if we're going to fall, we need to fall into a safe place. Uh, he's, he goes on to say, we, they, we need men to know that they're not alone because men will go into a cave and they'll die slowly. Um, I just think that is so true. I think we, we need to know as men that not just if we fail or if we fall, but when we fail and when we fall, that there's a place and there's people and there is encouragement somewhere for us to go and remember how to pick ourselves back up and remember that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of our sins and for all of our shortcomings. And it's in him that we have life and we can live forever in heaven with him because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. When we sin, when we fall, when we are, we come short, then we're supposed to be in hell. But because of Jesus, we don't have to, we don't have to live like that. Jesus never left us alone. Um, and therefore we shouldn't go at it alone. And that's why we need comrades. As an example, Kirk Franklin said, I call Tony Evans a lot. His phone has gone off at many a two or three in the morning calls. So that's the type of support that we need. So we don't die in that cave slowly. Um, so we don't, you know, struggle with the isolation um, in the insulation um, because inherently we men are prideful. Um, we're ashamed of our shortcomings. And Nate talked about some of the things that we face that we need to overcome um, when he spoke at the first gathering. Um, but ultimately together, when we're open and transparent, we can overcome those things because, hey, I'm just as fallen as you and you're just as fallen as I am. And we've all um, kind of face that together. And ultimately when one person is struggling, the other guy can pick them up and lead them, um, you know, to encouragement and to progress and to Jesus. Um, and that's how we can do it together. So the fourth theme, um, that is a very fitting one to wrap up this discussion and, uh, to lead to the next oncoming, um, kingdom men at Piedmont events is that um, theme four is a kingdom man is a leader. Um, Tony Evans talks about one of the things that's missing is the blessing. Um, biblically, the father the father passed the, the blessing and the legacy on to the sons, and that can't be delegated to the wife. So Satan will attack and try to prevent that. But ultimately, it's the father's responsibility. Um, it's us as kingdom men, it's our responsibility to lead in the way that God has uh, divinely granted us to do so. I think one of the most powerful stories, and I know that we've talked about it since the movie, Nate has talked about it in other contexts since the movie, uh, but it's the story that Tony Dungy told where he was asking his sons, you know, Hey, uh, you know, I've, I've won the Super Bowl. You were on the field when I won the Super Bowl. We've been to all these football things, you know, all this different stuff. What's like your most favorite memory of our time together. And he thought that his sons would say like, yeah, we went to the pro bowl in Hawaii and that was amazing. And we were on the field when you won the Super Bowl, and all the confetti's coming down and we got to hold the trophy and we got to do all this stuff. But his son looked at him and said, you remember that time that we just got a bunch of tape and made a ball and then we used a stick to like play baseball in the backyard? 
that was his son's most memorable time Powerful. with him was playing stickball. And, you know, it, it, it just kind of, that one kind of hit me. And, you know, what am I doing with my sons and my daughter? What am I doing to, to make those memories, not the memories of not the things that I can give them, not the trips that I can take them on, not the, um, just the, the, all the expensive things that I can lavish on them, but what are the things that are going to last? What are the, what are the memories that we're going to make even when I'm not here? You know, what's, what's the thing that they're going to look back and say like, man, I wish my, my dad was here again because I really miss doing this. Definitely. And, and fatherhood is a theme that they're talking about. The rapper Lecrae was also in the movie and he said, you know, no matter, basically no matter what happened with your earthly father and the struggles that you've had, uh, what he said was God's not your earthly father. He's perfect. He gets it right every time. So fatherhood is obviously a very important theme for us as kingdom men. And the reason for that is, is structurally within our family, we are the leader. And that's like our first line of leadership that were inherently granted. And you could tell from Tony Dungy's story where the value lies in relationships, not, you know, big fancy experiences, but where we're being watched and how we're being followed um, as leaders of our family. And it expands beyond that. Um, as a leader, we have to be proactive uh, with that mission that God has granted us. Um, as leaders, we need to be sacrificial the way the ultimate leader, Jesus Christ, was for us. Um, leadership is responsibility, but it's responsibility for the benefit of somebody else and not yourself. Um, they said in the movie, being a kingdom man doesn't mean you're a king. It means submitting to the king that made you a man. So as leaders, we are only leaders because of the, the, the divine headship that was given to us by God to begin with. Um, and if we keep that in mind, Jesus as our model, um, we will be leading as servant leaders, as sacrificial leaders for the good of those that we are leading or caring for or looking after or helping or influencing or working with or serving. However, that plays out in all aspects or relationships of our lives as kingdom men, as leaders, we are to serve first um, with that, that we're granted from God. Another thing that Tony Evans said is that Jesus can meet any man at any place and at any time. So as we pursue that leadership that's granted, we do it with Jesus because he is the one that gives us that power um, and ultimately that selflessness. And you know what, man, no more excuses. He ended the movie by saying, I'll give you a few minutes to whine, but once I bring Jesus into the equation, I have now changed the story and I can tell you, get up. It's time to walk. And that comes from the story from Acts that, that we read at the beginning when Peter says, in the name of Jesus, get up. It's time to walk. And that's where we are now. So once we bring Jesus in, I can tell you, get up, man. It's time to walk. Man, that's good stuff. It's uh, that, that, a movie. I know we were in there for probably an hour and a half, but it didn't seem like that. It seemed it went by super quick. Uh, there's a lot of great things in there. Uh, I hope everyone will have a chance to view it at some point. I know we had some guys, like I said earlier, that couldn't even get in the theater because it was sold out. So 
Uh, hopefully those guys will get a chance to see it. And anybody listening to this podcast that didn't get to go uh, with us, they'll get to see it. But that last theme that we talked about, a kingdom man is a leader. We're really excited to let everybody know that our next kingdom men gathering is going to be Saturday, July 20th. It is all going to be about leadership. It's going to be in the morning. We're going to have breakfast again. We'll get started between about 8.30 and 9. You might want to get there early, but we are so excited to announce that our very own Dr. Ike Reichard and Brian Dodd are going to be speaking about leadership. Both Ike and Brian will have a few minutes to share with us from their hearts about leadership, and then we're going to open it up for some Q&A. So if you have a burning leadership question, you can ask two of the brightest leadership minds in the country today your question and it'll just be a great time of learning not only about how we can lead ourselves, but how we can lead others, lead our families. If if you're a business owner, how you can lead people on your team and in your business, I think it's going to be a great day and I don't think you're going to want to miss it. Uh, So make sure you put that down on your calendar. Saturday, July 20th. It's going to be, uh, we'll get started around 8.30. We'll have breakfast for everyone. It's going to be a fantastic day. I can't wait. I'm super pumped about it. And uh, I think it's going to be very good for everybody who's who's there. Get excited. Those speakers are going to be fantastic. Um, if you get a chance, like we said, check out the movie. Um, pay attention to the Kingdom Men social media outlets for more information. Look, what we really want to do is continue to provide content and ideas and thoughts to bridge the gap between our gathering events because it's not about just those gathering events. It's about creating a community and a movement where we are engaging in and living in discipleship every single day, not just once every three months or so. Hey, Jeff, thanks for being with me today and reviewing Kingdom Man Rising. I think it was good to relive the movie and hopefully give everybody a reminder of what it was all about. Everybody else, you can check us out on our website, piedmontchurch.tv slash kingdom men for all the updates. And we'll see you again in a few weeks.